Father, I'm asking um, in the name of Jesus that we would continue to encounter you tonight. That we would continue to experience the goodness of who you are. Because that's what we're alive for. <laughs> Lord, we know um, Paul said that, that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And that, that was the knowledge of filling our head with facts, that kind of knowledge that just puffs us up. We, we want your love that, that actually builds us up. Knowledge is a good thing, but man, do we need your love. We need that to make sense of it all. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. We open up our hearts to you tonight. And we're just saying, God, take us deeper. Take us deeper. Take us deeper, Lord. There's more. That's the Lord saying that. There's more. Mm. So, so last week I gave, uh, I, I shared a, a vision. It wasn't a new vision. If you were here, I want to tell you, there was actually nothing really super new about this because it's always been who we are. But he gave me just, uh, gave us as an elder team a fresh way to kind of share the vision, to get us all remembering why we, why, why he brought together a family called Blazing Fire. What are we here to do? And I shared a vision about the sun and, and, and said that God's passionate fiery love is the core of that sun. And just like the sun, it's drawing all things into itself. And that's what we're doing here. We're, we're here because he drew us here with his passionate love, right? And, and I talked about, um, well, let me just say this before I go on to the next slide, that, that what happens um, when we begin to burn in and with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, when we begin to burn with his fiery, passionate burn with his fire, the things that are important to him become important to us. So when we're just doing church, we kind of just do our own thing in life too. I'm just saying. But... When he draws us in and we start to get ignited with his passionate, fiery love for us, suddenly the things that weren't as important to us before, like like the, those who don't know him yet, like maybe some other nations that are on his heart, suddenly they become important to us. That's what happens. I mean, Suzanne's not here today, tonight, right here, but but as we got married and the more, the deeper I fell in love with her, the things that were important to her became important to me. And that's what happens with us in the Lord. So we're getting drawn into this fiery, passionate love. And then I shared um, how our, our blazing fire family is, is like the, the, the rest of the sun. It's the atmosphere of, of us burning with God. But we're also bouncing off of each other like the hydrogen mo- molecules inside. And there's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the, the, the love that's, that's among them that they're sharing with us. And I said that there were three main um, elements to this, to this culture, this blazing fire family, this fiery family. And that is we're go- we, we want to experience his presence. We want to experience the supernatural with him. And, and we're going to do it as a, as a family going deep together. I'm so grateful 
I, I don't believe, um, let me say it this way. We all have the ability to miss God at times, meaning we maybe should have gone this way. We go this way. We get off course a little bit, but in his goodness, he has a way of weaving that right back into, Hey, this is still my plan A for you. Whoopsie. Here we go. We're back here. I, I, I believe this last three years have been super important for us where we went deep, deep, deep as a family. And here's why. Although in the past, Blazing Fire, we went to some deep places in the supernatural, but we weren't quite as mature yet as a family. And and what I mean by that is whenever God starts showing up big time, the enemy's not real happy with that. And there are ways he will try to, you know, bring disharmony in the family if he can if he can do it. And I'm saying we have actually in the last three years, we've chosen to learn some tools about how to be real, not to try to be fake with each other, but we're going to be real and genuine. We actually learned some tools about how to, that conflict isn't a bad thing. If you could, if we have the goal of connection, not distance, that we can actually work through things in a healthy way. We've learned so much. And I'm telling you, God's about to turn this fire cooker up quite a bit. I'm, I'm, yes, 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 he is. We've experienced a lot. There's much more coming. And it's because of his passion for every child on the earth. He's like, let me, they, my children need to know me. They need to know me. So let me turn this puppy up a little bit more. We're going to turn up the fire. And he does it. He does it in his bride, in the church. He wants us to be the burning ones that the world says, what? Is that, how can you be that in love with a God who I think is just a concept? We're like, oh, you gotta know him. He's amazing. Now, I, I'm, with a, with a few minutes left that I have, I wanted to, I told you last week, I said, I'm gonna unpack the supernatural piece a little bit more. Cause it's really important. Um, we talk a lot about God's presence. We've been talking a lot about family. The supernatural, things like partnering with God and his angels. Uh, miracles and power, seeing miracles. We're supposed to see miracles. That's part of the kingdom. Spiritual gifts that are listed in First Corinthians 12 and other places. Revelation, getting, in other words, getting things straight from God that we couldn't know. His kingdom breaking forth everywhere we go, not just here, but everywhere we go. And I'm not going to share the next part of the vision, but I said, I said, when we get, when we start heating up with the fire of God, it can't be contained. It's got to find an expression out. And I talked about the solar flares from the sun that go out. That's us going out to the world where everywhere you go, you're to take this passion and fire with you. Let me just tell you this. You can't, you can't get the fullness of the passion you're looking for. If you're expecting to, to use blazing fire as, as a, um, a gas station to fill up your tank once a week. You can't. I'm not, I know there are times when we all get discouraged and we're like, God, where are you? And, and I'm not saying this is a bad place to come and re-remember who you are. That's awesome. We'll, f- we'll fill up anybody's tank. The Lord will. That's happy. That's his job. But I'm saying where we're going together and, and the part that you are bringing to this and the passionate places, it's your time with the Lord in the quiet place. That's going to add immensely to our times together. Yeah. Immensely. And our times in, in the home groups as well. But it's your own time. Because the more, the more alive you are to him, the more ready you are. Remember when Paul said in, 
First uh, Corinthians, um, I believe it's chapter three, two or three, somewhere in there. No, chapter fourteen. He he said he basically said, "Come to the gatherings with something to offer. You're bringing your you're bringing something to the party. It's what's inside of you, but it's what you've been it's what's been building up inside of you. You're actually helping to release something here." The reason why God is showing up here in such a dramatic way is because there's a whole room full of people who want him. But I'm telling you, the more that we cultivate this in our own times, things are going to absolutely explode even more here. Now, um, (laughs) yeah, so I'm going to read. A couple of scriptures about what I mean by the supernatural. And we're, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Exodus 24, verses 9 through 11. Listen to this. Moses, Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 elders of Israel. They went up the mountain and they saw the God of Israel. Dramatic pause for effect. You got to get this. How many of you thought that in the old covenant you couldn't see God or you would die? You ever read some of those? Yeah. That's called fear. That's the, and that's the enemy speaking into heart saying, Oh, you don't want to see him. He's going to, Ooh, you'll cook. It says right here, they saw him beneath whose feet there was what looked like sapphire pavement. This is not one person. This is 75 people. Saw what looked like sapphire pavement, pure as the heavens themselves. But he did no harm to the Israelite notables. They actually gazed on God, and then they ate and drank. That was a very cool meal they had, I bet. (laughs) Did you just see what I saw? Whoa! They gazed on God. They saw, they saw heaven. Sapphire pavements. In other words, what happened is heaven collided with earth. And you know what? Heaven wins. There's two realities. Heaven's, heaven's the realer one of the realities. Jesus said to Herod, My kingdom is not of this world. Because if it was, my followers, they would have fought for me. See, Jesus, had he had to go the road of the cross. He says, oh, let me tell you something. You, Herod, who you think you're king and you think you have authority over me, let me tell you something. My kingdom's not of this world. So, yes, this is the world we're living in, but we have a heavenly reality that's more real than this one. And and I want to... I want to stop right now before I read the next one because I want us to, I'm going to stop and ask God, I want to pray that we will see heaven's realities, that we're going to see more and more of heaven. Here's the thing. Even, even some of the, the uh, testimonies that were just shared, Julie's testimony, for example, you have to be like a little child. As adults, we're like, I don't think you can see heaven yet. I'm going to tell you something. There's a whole lot more that you can see and experience. And our, our issue, I won't call it a problem because Jesus, I think he's bigger than our problems, but our issue is right here. 
is that we're not, our mind is not believing. We're, we're trying to figure it out with our minds. So if, we, if you're like a little child, the answer is, yes, Lord, I may not see it yet, but I want to. Show me. Let's just stop and ask. If you want this, you do it. You ask him. But Lord, would you show me more of your kingdom? We want to see heaven's realities. We want to see into heaven's realm. More and more. We want to see more clearly. We want to see what you're up to. God, we want to be so burning with your heart that what is important to you becomes important to us. And God, we want to see. We want to see the angels. We want to see, whoa, we want to see Jesus. We want to see those eyes of blazing fire looking right at us. We want to see more of heaven before we get there from this life to the next. Because you told us we get to see more. In fact, Jesus, you said, it says, well, it says in your word that if, if, if you behold him, you will become like him. As you behold him, you will become like him. And so, Lord, we want to behold you more and more. We want to see more and more. We want to see more of your love so that we experience and we, we, we are living out more of your love. But we also want to see the power, the authority that's, that you said is what you give to your followers. Not for the sake of us looking cool or anything like that, but because, Jesus, you get what you paid for on the cross. This is our inheritance. Your kingdom is our inheritance. So we can say along with you, Jesus, our kingdom's not of this world. Yeah, we're in this world, but our kingdom is not of this world. Check this one out. Is it okay if we just go a little bit deeper? By the way, the ones I'm reading right now, this is the old covenant. Are you getting this? You're in the new covenant. What Paul says is the far greater covenant. In other words, this is, this is what they got in the old, the old stuff. The old covenant. This is what they got. Check this out. Second, second Chronicles 5, verse 11. Now, when the priests came out of the holy place, for all the priests present had sanctified themselves, regardless of the orders to which they belonged, and all the Levitical singers. Okay, now you got, you got a bunch of singers coming. They were dressed, skipping some names, they were dressed in linen. They were standing to the east of the altar with cymbals. Have any of you ever been in a band and heard cymbals? They will... <laughs> do you... Symbols are loud. Lyres, harps, 120 priests blowing the trumpets. <laughs> Just a couple trumpets is really loud. There's 120 of them going. And the harmony between the trumpeters and the singers was such that only one melody could be heard as they praised and gave thanks to Yahweh. Can somebody here say Holy Spirit? Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. When, when all of a sudden you're doing every, all this as one, that was him. And they praised Yahweh for he is good and his faithful love is everlasting. It's enduring. And then the temple, and then the temple was filled with the cloud of the glory of Yahweh. And because the cloud was, because of the cloud, the priests could not stay and perform their duties. For the glory of Yahweh filled the temple of God. The priests couldn't perform their duties. You don't understand. They had to perform their duties. 
They have to. That's the law. They can't stop midway and not finish what they have to do because the Lord told them to. And the Lord said, I know, but I'm going to interrupt that with my glory because this is why we're doing all of this. Sometimes we get into so much ritual, we forget what it's about. Now, some of you are saying, well, I want to see that. Can I tell you something? Two different times so far. There's more coming. Two different times so far. There's a a glory cloud showed up in our home. The first time was, I'll just tell you the first time was, was our, our elder, the first elder team. We were, we were in our living room and we were beginning to pray. Interesting. We were thinking about the Lord and agreeing with his heart. We were getting so wrapped up in him that we were agreeing with his heart for unity. We were praying for the unity of the body, which is so his heart. And as we were doing, I started to, sm- I started to smell something. Well, it wasn't so much a smell as it was a sense. It was coming into my lungs and it was just, it was moisture in my lungs. I'm like, well, this is odd. What it, what is this? Actually, now that I've experienced it a couple times, each time I get that same sensation. There's moisture that starts coming into my lungs, but it's very clean and pure. And, um, and then, you know, at first it's like, is anybody else seeing this? Cause it looks a little like hazy in here. Is this just what? You know, there's, there's no candles, by the way, no hidden tricks, nothing up my sleeve. Cause that's one of the things you want to know. You know, is my house on fire? <laughs> Do I need to be calling the fire department? And we, we realized, Oh, this is holy ground. God is showing himself in a pretty manifest, tangible way. And so we just, kept going. Lord more. Thank you. Yes. God, you like what we're praying. Yes. Unity. Do it, Jesus. And, and then the elders left after a while. This was maybe a half an hour later or something. And I'm telling you, by the time they left, it was getting thick. I was, I was, when I say thick, it isn't like I can't see someone next to me. I don't mean that kind of thick, but I mean where it doesn't take anybody's imagination in the room to go, whoa, there's, stuff all over. And I went and I would look around the room and, and down across our kitchen and, and uh, living room. And there's, it's all the way across. Um, my son Aaron comes in. He came in <laughs> and he was like, he didn't know what was going on. He wasn't there for the meeting. He comes in, he goes, you know, what's, what's going on here? What is all this? What's, we're like, Aaron, there's, this is the glory of God. We came here. We started explaining it to him. But that's someone who wasn't even there and like comes into our house and say, what is this? Would God do such things? Yeah, of course he would. See, we've so limited to, we've, we've allowed science and technology and, you know, those who say, those who are supposed to know what's real and what isn't, we've allowed them to tell us what's real and what isn't. Why don't we go back to asking God what's real? Because he's got to, he, I'm telling you, heaven and earth are going to intersect more and more and more. But there's a purpose behind it, right? We're partnering. We're partnering with angels. I had a lot more on here, and I'm going to hold it because I really want to get these two up here. I had I had other scriptures to show you and other stories to tell you, but you know what? We got lots of time together, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. This was enough to wet your whistle, right? I'm trying to make you hungry. I, Jesus has to do this. Holy Spirit, make us hungry for the more, for the supernatural, because you're going to start seeing us partnering more and more and more with what's going on in heaven. And there's going to be times, I'll just be honest with you, there'll be times for some of you, you're going, this is just a little bit out there. This is, I'm not sure what I think about this. That's okay. If you could suspend your thoughts for a little bit, 
Jesus says this. He says, you will know a tree by its fruit. He says, good trees, not going to produce bad fruit. Bad trees, not going to produce good fruit. Whenever you're anywhere, whether it's blazing fire or anywhere else, he gave you a huge tool to use your discernment radars to say, is this God or not? So what does it mean, good fruit? Well, I'll tell you the best fruit of all, love. What, what, you know, what's the fruits of the spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. What's the first one? Love. Love above all these things put on. Let me just, let me just find it right here for you. Yeah, love. And over all these virtues put on love. Read this with me. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So if you're asking, God, is this you? There is a way to test things. Are people falling deeper in love with him? Are they loving each other more? See, if we're just trying to have a weird meeting and see how weird we can be, that's not going to produce the kingdom fruit. But if we're saying, Lord, we want what you want, because whenever you show up, good things happen and people's hearts get healed and we get connected with you and each other in such a deeper way, that's fruit. That's good fruit from the kingdom. I, the, the, this very last thing I want to say is I was going to read... I'm going to do it another time because it's so good. Almost the whole chapter of Acts 12 with where Peter encounters the angel that frees him from prison. If you haven't read it, go read it. Acts chapter 12. It's a great story. It's a great historical kingdom account. Um, but here's the thing is that we are going to partner with angels more. And, and, and I know that makes some people nervous. Like, wait, can't worship angels. Believe me, I've come to, you know, from certain traditions where they're really nervous about like, don't even mention can't, can't worship angels. I said nothing about worshiping angels. Did y'all hear that? I said nothing worshiping Jesus. If we start, if we start singing songs about worshiping angels, please come and tell me I'm really concerned. Pastor Brent. No, we're talking about partnering with angels and countries that are in revival like crazy Brazil. They've learned about how to partner with angels. That's part of what's going on. It's part of why they're seeing so much of the supernatural and Chris Valentin, I'm going to end with this before I begin to call these two up. Chris Valentin, now this was many years ago. He prophesied over Blazing Fire Church. Whenever you receive a prophecy, whenever I receive a prophecy, I'm always thinking, oh, well, this is all for right now, or maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day at most, right? That's not usually the way pro- prophetic words work, especially people like Chris Valentin who kind of prophesy at a really different level. Because he doesn't even know what he's, he doesn't know the order of what he's seeing. He's just throwing out there the things that God's saying. We're looking back at a word now. What I'm reading from you is like 10 years ago. And we see how some of the things he said came to pass a few years after. Some of it we're living out right now. And when I read this part, the Lord, the Holy Spirit really quickened to my heart. This is that time. What happened 10, 11 years ago when he prophesied. And this is, this is a little snippet, just, just a sentence of what he said. And do this so I can read it well. Chris said, You have taken the land. It's time to build. The angels have been released to help. They are waiting for a game plan. So, understanding 
It's not that angels are here to do whatever we want. They're here to do what the Father wants. I want to make that really clear. And so how we get the right game plan is we listen to the Father's heart. Right? Do you see how this is working? But as we listen to the Father's heart, God, what are we alive for today? The angels are saying, they're kind of, I believe at times, Terry sees them a lot, but I believe at times they're kind of like, not like they're impatient, but they're just kind of waiting around, like waiting for you to agree with the Father. And then when we do, they're like, oh, that's it. We heard the word. We heard the word because Father already told us. And now you're agreeing. We're ready to go. Let's go. So it's going to look like something. 